how healthy do you want to be? You know, you and I always say like, we want to glow. We want to have that autofluorescence where the skin literally glows and we reach that next level superhuman status of being on an energy field of 13, 14, 15, because that comes from, you know, fueling your body every day with things like high vibrational food, choosing organic when you can, adding medicinal mushrooms to your life, adding in daily bioactive carbons and fulvic extracts, restoring balance in a way of what do you want? What are your goals? So it's just about getting them to a place of maintenance and then continuing to pour into that maintenance plan every month so that their health continues to elevate. This is the Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, all you babes listening. Thank you for joining me and my lovely guest on The Medicine Today. Some of you probably recognized her voice in the intro. This is Emily Morrow's third time on The Medicine Podcast. Not because I'm running out of guests, but because the previous two episodes that we recorded together, number six and number 21, have been so impactful, literally people telling us it's changing their lives and health journeys. They are by far the most listened to and downloaded episodes that we have. And because there are so many people who just want to feel better and up until now haven't gotten the help that they really need. So Emily is a root cause nutritionist and my personal integrative health practitioner. She helps women all over the world get to the root cause of their issues for long-term glowy health rather than just treating symptoms for that short-term relief. I hope you guys have your pen and paper ready for some note-taking. We had a lot to talk about, so this episode is jam-packed and quite long, but we're not sorry about it. We start out first by giving an update on my health journey with Emily, what that has looked like working with her. Um, I've been working with her since like January or February and how she's helped me feel better than I ever have in my life. Then we get into Emily's very specific way of treating people. We call it the order of operations for your health. There is a system, there is a proper way and order in which we need to address the issues in our body. We dive deep into each phase and why it's dangerous if this order is not followed. And you'll hear something that we refer to many times in this episode and the other two that we did because it has been so critical and integral in every phase of my health journey. That is King Coffee. If you don't know yet, this is the reishi spore coffee that I drink every single day and is really my preferred way to get the queen reishi in my body. I never miss a day because there are so many benefits of reishi, literally the most benefits of any medicinal mushroom antiviral anti-candida antifungal antibacterial anti-stress hormone health anti-anxiety circulation cholesterol relaxation anti-parasite 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the spores can be up to 80 times more potent than the other parts of the mushroom. So this is why I specifically choose King. If you're still drinking regular coffee, I invite you to level up and get some King into your life. I've lost count of the women who thought they were sensitive to coffee, but feel incredible with King. If you want to grab a box, you can check out my link tree on Instagram at GetMimiFit or just check the show notes below. If you want the wholesale discount of 33% like I have, just send me a DM on Instagram or an email, GetMimiFit at Gmail, and I'll get you hooked up, boo. All right, without further ado, here's one of my favorite humans on the earth, Emily Morrow. Enjoy. All right, you guys. I have an incredible guest today. She is no stranger to the Medicine Podcast. My first three-peat guest. Um, this is not because I'm running out of guests, okay? I actually have more guests than I can interview um, that I want to bring on the medicine, but um, it is because uh, our previous other two podcasts have just impacted so many people and we needed another check-in and so without further ado I have today the wonderful beautiful one and only Emily Morrow. It is so good to see your face again. <laughs> Welcome to the medicine my three-peat angel. Um, there's a little siren going by sorry about that guys. Um, I am so excited to have you uh, I, I joke with Emily and I say that she is the Dr. Phil to my Oprah. <laughs> Hopefully a much better looking doctor. <laughs> yes, you are. You glow way more than Dr. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> but he was like her go-to, you know, like, and everybody looked to Dr. Phil. He was like the face of, I don't know, well, what would Dr. Phil say, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like I need a bracelet. Like, what would Emily Morrow do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I respect you so much. You guys, I, if you haven't listened to our other podcasts already, I would highly recommend doing so. This episode is going to make more sense if you already have. Um, you can keep listening for sure, but definitely go back to episodes number six and number 21. Um, they are, without a doubt, my most downloaded episodes. And once you listen, you'll understand why. One um, is about, this is number six. It's about all the benefits of the reishi spore king coffee that we both use and love um, every single day. And then the other is where we called it the, the health, uh, health journey GPS. And it's basically Emily and I going over my personal blood work. And she basically does one of her consultations um, that she does for people all over the country. Um, and world, maybe, I don't know, um, all over the world. She's nodding her head. Um, basically going through my blood work line by line and presenting with certain symptoms. And then we go over like, okay, this means this. So it's a really good evergreen asset. If you have had any um, recent blood work done, I would highly recommend going back to number 21. Get your, your pen and your paper, your blood work out, and take hella notes because she drops some major knowledge bombs in that episode. Um, today is a little bit of a check-in because from that episode, that was four months ago that we did that. 
Gosh, yeah, it was mid-May. And um, now it's September. Uh, actually, tomorrow is September. When this launches, it'll be towards the middle of September. And <clears throat> um, and we needed a check-in because you gave me very specific things and, and a plan to follow. And there were people literally coming into my DMs asking, hey, I just listened to this episode what's happening now with you? Where are you at? How do you feel? Can I trust Emily? Does it work? So I was like, okay, we need to make this a whole episode. Um, and then we're going to get into some other really good stuff as well. But first, the question that I ask every single guest, and I don't care if you're on here 10 times, Emily, I'm going to make you answer it every single time. Um, what do you love in your life right now so much that you wish you could gift to every human? Well, I love that you ask it every time because it always changes for me. You know that yeah. <laughs> always different seasons of life where you need different things. And if I could gift anything that I currently love in my life to other people, I've actually started a morning Bible study with a fellow doctor in this space. And to have that midweek check-in where you can kind of set all the negativity and the work aside and really just have that accountability person that understands what you're going through to pray with you and fellowship with you and break down what we're doing in this field of medicine, having another person in your life that can kind of walk with you on a week to week basis as a mentor back and forth. That is something I wish every single person in the world could have. Mm, I love that. Um, I, <laughs> I, totally resonate with that. Um, I don't have a physical another person, but I just know even the, just the check-in, the stillness, the quiet time, the journaling, the, the reading in the morning that I have with myself. Um, and then sharing that like with someone like Chase or another friend, just keeping you like tethered even more. Um, I love that. So powerful girl. All right. We have a lot to go over. So we're going to jump right in. You guys, disclaimer, I have no idea how long this podcast is going to be. It might as it might be a long one. I don't know. Most of ours are. Um, most of our calls are. Okay. So like I already mentioned, Emily and I started working together. We had been friends for a while, um, but really I, you know, I was like, I need to work with you. I want to work with you um, as a practitioner. And um, because I just, I honestly like didn't really want to go to a doctor. Um, and just to give a tiny bit of a recap um, for anyone who's listening, who maybe hasn't listened to episode 21 yet, definitely still recommend that. But what I was experiencing wasn't anything like major systemic that was keeping me from living life or having a great life or feeling good every day. Like I was, I, I feel great most days, but at this point, um, back in May, I was experiencing, I'm very tuned into my body and I'm very like sensitive, like, Hey, that's not normal. What's going on here. And if it happens more than once or more than twice, if it happens for an extended period of time. I'm like, okay, what am I not doing? What am I doing? What do I need to adjust? I'm very sensitive to my own body and what it's telling me. And what I was feeling at this time was um, a little bit of brain fog. My brain just felt slow is the best way that I can is the best way that I can explain it. It felt like if your brain is a battery and it should be operating at 100%, I was operating at like 70%. And by the time I got to like three or 4 p.m., I was like at like 40% is what it felt like. 
um, and just kind of low energy on, on certain days where I just, at 1 PM, I just wanted to lay on the couch and like watch TV. I didn't do that, but that's what my body wanted. And that's not normal for me. Um, I was peeing a ton, which sounds like a weird symptom, but you'll see why. Um, I was feeling dehydrated. I was drinking endless amounts of water and just feeling like I wasn't getting hydrated. Um, and then my last thing that I kind of mentioned, which is more external, but I was noticing that my body composition wasn't changing. And y'all, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know, like all the things that I do, I'm, I'm, I'm super dialed in. I'm healthy. I eat whole foods. I eat all of the mushrooms. I work out, you know, three or four or five times a week. Um, and I, I never, I didn't know why my body was like still hanging on to extra fluff specifically around my belly button, not really like my arms or my legs or whatever. It was like around my belly button. So I brought all of these symptoms or signs, things that you, you could say, um, to Emily. And then I also had blood work done. I had recent blood work and she gave me all the tests that I needed to do. Super easy. It took 15 minutes, walked into the clinic, got exactly what I needed, walked out. And based on that, that was the episode 21. Emily and I go through that and she made her recommendations for me. Um, and do you want to just speak to a little bit really quick um, on how, how important that blood work is for anyone coming to see you or another integrative health practitioner? Sure. If you follow me on any sort of social platform, I speak to blood work a lot. I have a bunch of IGTVs where I break down people's blood work in really obvious situations that there's something going on and sometimes not so obvious situations. Unfortunately, the ranges that they provide on blood work are based on the sickest of the sick population. And what I mean by that is let's say a normal range for a marker is three to five by our standards, by their standards, it might be one to six. So you could be sitting at a two or a three if it's based on theirs and it won't be flagged, but from a I want to feel really good standpoint. You feel terrible and you get your blood work back and nothing's flagged as high or low by their standards. But blood work can give you a very good overall picture of how's our body doing. You can look at mitochondrial status through that ALK FOSS number. You can look at your white blood cells and see if they are you know, below five or above eight for either an acute or chronic situation. Is there something viral going on? Cholesterol. You know, I meet with a lot of women with hormones and you always hear about high cholesterol, but not always low. So when you see it dipping below 160, you know, then you're not making thyroid hormone. You're not producing progesterone. You're not metabolizing the right hormones. The body's beginning to shut off. Globulin, really good leaky, leaky gut and digestive marker. It's, if it's below that two, five, some will argue two, three, there's some digestive distress. So there's a lot of markers on blood work including, you know, red blood cell markers that can point to deficiencies like B12 and folate and iron that often explain the picture that maybe a exact diagnosis isn't, can't, or isn't explained through, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, for you, and I think back to yours, we saw like, okay, yeah, there is specific gravity problems, which is all about the kidney function. And then we saw some variations in the liver and kidneys. And so those organs were struggling a bit. And then there was that acidity. So we were having that dehydrated oxygen exchange, not able to get oxygen to the brain. And then you have those things like brain fog. And I think it's, it's such a valuable tool that so many people, whether you are a person getting your blood work done or a practitioner assessing someone else's, it can give you so much insight into what's going on in someone's body. Right. And I think the key takeaway there, because most doctors will say like, yeah, let's, let's do some blood work. Um, but I can't tell you how many women, and I'm sure the number for you is a hundredfold. How many women come to me when I say, have you had recent blood work done? Cause they'll ask me a question and they'll say, um, yeah, my doctor said everything's fine, but I'm still feeling X, Y, Z, which I know <laughs> we've talked about many times. Um, is common. That doesn't mean that it's, it's good or it's normal. Um, So just because your physician, you know, your family physician, general practitioner um, is, is not getting flagged on any of these markers, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily fine. That means that your numbers next to the sickest of the sick, which is what Emily just spoke to, don't look too bad. But that's not, that's not like, how we want to feel. As, right. That's not how we want to feel as humans. So um, thank you for, for touching on that. Um, because that's, I mean, you ask either one of us in our DMs, we're always going to point to when was your last blood work? Like, what did you get done? You know? So I think that that's great starting out there. Um, and so then, you know, just touching on after we got that blood work done, um, the things that Emily recommended for me, I'm reading her words here. Um, I just want to quickly go through these. We wanted to um, bind and remove toxins and protect and optimize the liver and reduce oxidative stress and inflammation throughout the body with antioxidants. And then we also wanted to lower acidity of the body and increase alkalinity. So that was kind of like a, a general picture of what we needed to do for Mimi. (laughs) And then we had very specific, um, measures that we took. Um, do you want to speak to a little bit of like generally not what you recommend? Cause everyone is so different. I know, but like kind of these general categories of things that you look at for a person as far as like what's needed. Well, yeah. So we, we looked at, okay, what supplements does my body want? Right. We're looking at a supplement standpoint, like for you, we needed specific herbs to heal the liver and increase bile production. So we're digesting our food. And when you said you were peeing a lot and I remember you're like, wait, that's not normal. Like it's not normal to just wake up in the middle of the night and have to pee every time. I'm like, yeah, four times. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, that's not normal. Uh, we want to be sleeping through the night, get that deep REM sleep. And so that immediately, you know, I was like, wow, like we need kidney liver support and there's something going on where we're not able to get water into the cell. So yeah, we're drinking a gallon a day, but we're still dehydrated. So we immediately added in things like we spoke to in the other podcast, bioactive carbons, those extracts that are incredible adaptogens in the body. And they help with that potassium sodium balance of getting water into the cell where it's needed. Um, and then increasing alkalinity of the body so that those kidneys could perform like they should and not have excess urea and acid. And then other things, you know, we did supplements, but also we made lifestyle and food changes. And when I told you, Hey Mimi, I want you to 
you know, not fast as much and increase your carbohydrate and fruit content. She looked at me <laughs> with these big eyes and said, "Em, like I will have maybe a quarter of a green apple, but like, you want me to have a banana? Really? I was like, I haven't had a banana, a full banana, like literally peeling the banana down and eating it the whole thing, probably in three years. Like, and insane. I'm sure there are women on this podcast where the fruit fear is real. Yes. And you even sent me a photo with, I think it was oatmeal and a banana. Yeah. And like, I was like, look at all these carbs, girl. You were like, <laughs> look at all these carbs. Oh my gosh. I have not had a meal like this in so long. And I hear that all the time where people have this perception just from, I don't know, where do you even think that that comes from? I mean, I think it comes from, uh, you know, um, trends, you know, in health and wellness, obviously the paleo space, the keto space, right. um, kind of a higher fat, low carb, which works great for some people. And I will even speak to like, I don't, I don't, I think it's great some of the time, but I was just doing it too much mm -hmm. and too often and too frequent and not allowing my body to really have like a, like a, a heavy carb meal. I just, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of weaning off of those orthorexic tendencies. And, um, I think a lot of women, a lot of people have those fears. Mm -hmm. So I think, lowering sugar, lowering carbs. Um, we get into that rut and we stay there. I say we, because it's still, it's still a thing and I'm still like working around it, but I'm glad that you like gave me permission basically to do that. Like you were like, your body's asking for this. And so I was just like, so willing to do anything at that point. I didn't feel like awful, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go all in and I'm going to have oatmeal with berries and a banana. And I, I'm not, I know it's going to be like all carbs basically, but my body loved it. It really did. It was the variation. And I could tell like, you know, I didn't lose any weight, but I, I felt good. It felt good to give my body that permission to eat a whole banana and not feel bad about it. So that was great. That was more of like a mental exercise for me, I feel like, than it was like, oh, your body is begging for this, you know? You said your body didn't lose any weight, but sometimes <laughs> as we'll get into here shortly, it changed. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And, um, it wasn't immediate, you know, it wasn't and like, it shouldn't oh, be. I, right. And I love, I love that you and I discussed that because, you know, the 30 day, the 30 day program you do, you might not drop any weight. Like it can take time once you heal the terrain of the body, but healthy, sustainable, I like calling it releasing fat because in the mind, I tell my clients this, when you're when you're trying to lose weight, the body will actually fight you. It's like, I don't want to lose that. Yeah. Um, but if you are like, no, I'm safe. I can release what no longer is serving me one to two pounds a month. And I know for some people they're like, that's so little, but you look at it over a year's time and that can yeah. be 24 pounds, right? You can look like a different human. You can look like an entirely different human. Um, five pounds, you tend to notice 10 your, you know, friends you haven't seen in a while. And then 15, like that's when people really start to notice. But I always tell a lot of my clients don't have the number on the scale and a certain number at an end destination in mind, because as you get healthier, as you give your body what it's asking for, like it will change even if the number doesn't. So right. you, people fluctuate eight pounds in a day and sometimes it's hormones. Sometimes it's a new workout program. They start lifting weights and the, the body swells as a healing mechanism. 
more water. Mm-hmm. Um, I always use this quote, solution to pollution is dilution. If there's viruses, pathogens, heavy metals, and you start killing that off and it's released into the bloodstream, it is normal for the scale to sometimes even go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I want to like go back and retract because I know I said I didn't lose any weight. I'm not saying that my body didn't change over this course of working with you. At that time, you know, say for a month I had beating, been eating like higher carb. I didn't notice any like major like weight fluctuations or anything like that. Um, but I am going to get to how my body did change. So I, I'm not poo-pooing on it. It just, it, it was more for me at the beginning. It was more of like a mental permission slip and something that I needed really just kind of in my own mind versus like this big physical shift is what I meant. Right. Um, right. And then that's a perfect segue into um, kind of as we progressed on, I, you know, I was taking the supplements that my body wanted, that it was attracted to, that it needed, that we kind of set up, um, okay, you know, this many, um, I was really good about my supplements and I made sure that I wasn't like overdoing it on high intensity exercises. Um, and, uh, over the course of probably like two months of, um, more plant-based eating. I pulled meat out because meat is more acidic and my body was really acidic at this point. So I pulled it out for like two and a half, almost three months um, and really kind of like chugged the greens every day to work on that alkalinity. And I noticed only just after like maybe a week or two, like my energy levels were better. I didn't have that like crash feeling so much in the afternoon. I felt like I wasn't peeing as much, which was good. Um, I was getting up maybe like once or twice in the night versus four. And um, my body responded really, really well to the changes that I, that I made. At this point, I didn't really, you know, touching on um, like the body composition, I wasn't noticing really any changes there, but that was okay because I, I always want to focus on the insides first. How am I feeling? How's my energy? How's my brain? My brain felt better. So like that was like priority number one. And, and, and you can speak to this too, obviously for my body, that was priority number one too. Getting healthy should always be number one because Yes, I hear you when your first priority, when you come to me and I'm speaking to 90% of the women I meet with, it's usually either anxiety or weight most of the time, but it's that's secondary in the process of getting better to healing the insides. I want to know how is your brain doing? How is your sleep doing? How, how are you feeling inflammation wise? Because that will get addressed through the process. And as you do that, your body will feel safe. It'll feel secure. The inflammation will lessen. Your cortisol will balance out and then weight and body changes transpire. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me because about, um, after being on that for like two to three months, we had another check-in and, um, you just wanted to see how I was doing, how I was feeling and seeing, see what else. Okay. Now that we've cleared some of these things, what is your body asking for now? And um, I, uh, you pointed out that my body was attracting to the, the problem SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And I had, I really, at this time, I had no idea. I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, and that was really one of the only things that my body really attracted to at that, at that time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, 
I remember I, I, I was surprised, but then I thought about it. And what I know about SIBO is that in severe cases, some like people's stomachs, like lower abdomens will distend out like really big and it'll be almost like hard, like a rock, like it's filled like a balloon or something. And I remember uh, a few times up until this point, like down right around my belly button, a little bit lower. Um, sometimes it would feel hard, but not to the point where it was like someone else would notice, right? It was just, it was just me and my body and it wasn't fat. It wasn't squishy fat. I remember like, why is this hard? And when you said SIBO, I remember I was surprised. And then I thought about it like, oh, so that kind of mild case of SIBO was the thing that was like pushing my, my abdomen out a little bit, which felt like to me, like weight I couldn't get rid of. And it was just crazy how it like played out. And y'all working with Emily, I'm just going to like sing your praises here for a minute because it's the closest thing to real magic that I've ever experienced. And it's not some weird like witchcraft thing, woo woo, whatever. It's real. <laughs> and your body attracts to certain things based on your frequency. And Emily has this wonderful gift to be able to read a you know, combination of blood work, signs and symptoms, and what our body, what my body was attracting to. And honestly, girl, it's the closest thing to magic because you were able to like bring things out of me or just really recognize what my body was asking for and wanting that I didn't even know. So I'm just like, you're, you will never not amaze me. <laughs> you're so sweet. I get asked a lot, like, Em, how does this work? How do you do this? How are you doing this virtually? What does it entail? Hello. If you've ever checked out the plethora of amazing organic superfood blends on the Organifi website and wondered, geez, where do I even start? Organifi has so many divine products, it can seem kind of overwhelming. I'm also very picky about which supplements and products I trade my dollars for, and I'm sure you are the same way. So I'm going to share a savings secret with you straight from the guide I created called How a Pro Uses Organifi. But first, when it comes to flavors, in my opinion, the best combination to start with is the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. With this, you get the flagship green juice, the red juice packed with cordyceps mushrooms, and my favorite of all, the gold packed with reishi and turkey tail mushrooms. With this bundle, you reduce the cost per serving down to $1.98. Then, when you use my code MIMIFIT on top of it for another 15% off, it comes out to about $1.68 per serving. That is legit. And with the insane amount of organic, non-GMO, certified glyphosate-free medicinal mushrooms and superfoods that Organifi provides, that $1.68 price is pretty unbelievable. So you could make a gold mushroom coffee elixir for way less than walking into the standard coffee shop, or mix up a red or green juice for about 10 times less than you'd find at any organic juice bar. When it comes to supplements and superfoods, I'd much rather pay now with my dollars than pay later with my health. 
And Organifi makes that so easy for us. So again, to get this killer $1.68 per serving price, go to OrganifiShop.com and click on the bundles section. The sunrise to sunset will be waiting for you right at the top. And then remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, which gets you another 15% off, my loves. Getting incredible medicinal mushrooms and superfoods doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. I got you. And I know a lot of people are familiar with applied kinesiology and muscle testing. And some of you may have been to a chiropractor where they have you put your arm up and they put something on your body that's a problem and you lose muscular function. That is your body giving us a no or a problem energy. You lose function through an energetic connection. And by the Lord's grace alone, he has placed mentors in my path of life who learned over the course of 20 to 25 to 30 years, different techniques. And so I personally have learned from so many incredible people and kind of combined all those techniques together to get that same response, but using my own body. So what Mimi is saying when she said she attracted a SIBO, I have vials in my office. And I know y'all are listening to this and can't see, but they're little glass containers that have water that are put through a machine that energetically charges that vial to what it is. So everything in the world has a charge. The word love has a charge. The word hate has a charge. SIBO has a charge. Parasite has a charge. Virus, chemical, metal, whatever you want to call it has a charge. And so, you know, just like a light bulb, it has to so delicately be put together. And the second that those wires hit, the light comes on, you get a response. And so with these vials, if a body is attracting to something, I get that yes or no response. And I myself have to be so energetically healthy for that to happen, that there is a lot of people that know how to do this, but they physically can't get a response. Mm. And the practitioner that I see, you know, if we test somebody's field zero to 15, healthy being seven, a lot of the, the chronically ill people that come to me are at like twos and threes, healthy is seven. But as we'll get to at the end, like how healthy do you want to be? Do you want to reach that? I want to glow superhuman status. That's 15. And she's like, how on earth did you drink wine last night and barely sleep and do all the work you're doing and be at a 14? Like, who are you? <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't think I could do this work if that wasn't the case. And that's why I know God has, ex has me exactly where he wants me because of this gift, this gift yeah. and the ability to be so energetically charged to get a response. Yeah, no, I love it. It, I honestly didn't know much about muscle testing, energy testing, frequency, te anything like that before I started working with you. I'm just so open-minded at this point that I was like, cool, let's do it. At no point was I, was, was I like, wait, was I like skeptical because I knew, I know you, I know your heart and I knew what kind of results that you had come to and, and really get for people. So I was like, whatever she's doing, I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to go all in. And it was, it's just incredible, uh, to see it work, like see you work and then see it play out. And you're pulling things out of my energy and my body that I'm like, Whoa, yeah, I, you're right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it like comes together and it's this beautiful puzzle piece. It's, the best you guys. Um, so anyways, I went on a little tangent there just because I wanted to know, I wanted people to know what we're even talking about when we say like, you know, 
frequency, energy, things like that. And it sounds a little woo-woo, but this is all backed by clinical research. It's quantum not like- Quantum physics. Yeah, it's yeah. all quantum physics. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Emily just made this up and it's something that she does and, you know, no one else. It's done all over the world and there's, there's research to back it up. Um, okay. So when I, so after you, my body attracted to the problem vial of SIBO, that was really the thing that we were focusing on. And so I got some supplements and was really good with those. Um, and then I went off to Priest Lake for three weeks just about. And I was in like deep heaven, I'll say. It was deep, restorative, parasympathetic therapy for me. And I think that combination of, um, I was still working every day, but just enjoying life to the absolute fullest and being like literally in my heaven and um, the the supplements that I was on, and I, I stayed really good with that, and all the mushrooms that I was already taking, um, my body just let go of stuff. And I came back from the lake here back to San Diego, and I just noticed that my body was changing, um, specifically, you know, around like kind of that lower abdomen region. And it was weird because I wasn't super strict when I was at the lake. Like we had dessert, we had pancakes, we had stuff that I usually don't normally eat. Usually I eat like two bigger meals there. I was eating three meals. Like I wasn't cutting calories at all. It was like vacation digestion, all of that. It was, I was, I had happy digestion for sure. Um, and so it was just cool to see like my body was ready to let go of some stuff. And, um, I've probably now, like, I haven't measured just because I don't, I don't get my tape measure out anymore. Um, because that triggers things in me. But if I had to guess, I would say up until today, this point, I've probably lost one and a half, maybe two inches around my lower abdomen. Just, I can just tell with the way that clothes fit me, which is like the best measure, right? Um, I'll tell a tiny little story here and then I'll let you talk, Emily. Um, about about two weeks before we went to priest, so about eight weeks ago, um, I was trying on shorts from last summer and I was really frustrated with myself and with my body because I, I couldn't get these shorts on. They were jean shorts and they would not it was not happening, y'all. I couldn't even get it past my hips. And then, um, you know, just like last week or 10 days ago, I tried them on again and they just whoop, slipped right up. And I hadn't, I had, didn't really know up until then. I was like, oh, I guess my body's let go of some stuff. And um, I actually sent Emily a photo because I was like, okay, I know this is totally external, but these would not go on. I actually went out and got new jean shorts because I was like, well, screw those ones. Okay, I guess those are going in the trash. And I'm so glad I didn't throw them away because it's a really good measure sometimes of progress because I'm not, you know, measuring in things. Um, so, I mean, that was that was my experience working with Emily and here I am and I, I, I feel great today. So I loved your short picture. Yeah. No, it was not a question. I just wanted to basically update the audience. Yeah. I know so, so many people were asking, what is it like? How has it been? What's your experience with Emily been like? And um, so I just wanted to touch on that. Um, but you know, in, in another month or so, like I I want to get back with you and see, you know, 
is there anything else? Um, because you know what? I want to glow. I want to be that superhuman. I want to feel good every single day. Um, I want to have great energy. And um, I, I, I know that I feel that now, but I want to maintain that, you know, mm-hmm. it's so, right. it's so worth it to, um, to do the work and really be your own advocate and to listen to your body when it's telling you something. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think you do a good job of explaining, you know, these little like signals that our body gives us. I know you hear them all the time, every day, all day. Um, why do you think people and women mostly um, just put up with it? Why, why are we so good at just putting up with the thing, the symptom, the sign, whatever it is? Like, why do you think that is? I thought about this a lot because you, you know, I go through so many intake forms in every consultation and I have people list their five top priorities, but then I also dissect a lot of just signs and symptoms and there are certain things that just always come up. And so I, you know, my first thought is when someone says, oh, I deal with this. Someone else is like, oh, me too. And then we just write it off. And some of the most common symptoms are just ones that I think of like tendency to need sunglasses or dizziness upon standing or fatigue, slow starter in the morning, energy crashes in the afternoon, dependence upon caffeine and coffee, anxiety, depression, and then inability to get pregnant or blanket PCOS diagnosis. I mean, inability to lose weight. And I think somewhere in our culture, at some point in time, we just decided, okay, this is my new normal. I, I just, this is, this is how I am. And we forget. And so often we get on this call, people filled out forms. Another one that just came to my head, TMJ, clenching mm. and grinding of the teeth. I know you are a dental yeah. hygienist and that can be potential parasites. Mm, I and, didn't know that. Yeah. So there's just so many things that I think we just assume, oh, it's, it's normal. I get these headaches periodically or that I have PMS or that I have these cysts on my ovaries or TMJ when it's not. Do you think it's people are, do you think people are getting told, and I don't want to blame doctors, but certainly there, I've heard this directly that some doctors just say, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's normal at this age you know, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Or they're, they're going through something and they're like, Oh, you must be going through menopause, but like they feel awful or yeah, you know, it is normal to just, I had a client the other day who is kind of getting towards that older age past, you know, age, like a child age bearing years. And she's gained 15 pounds really fast. And they're like, yep, it's just, that's part of it. And I'm like, wait, what? what? Just life? <laughs> nope. That's not normal. I'm sorry. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, the, the older I get, I'm, I'm becoming more resistant to, um, people just accepting that with age that equals weight gain. I refuse yeah. to accept it because the more I learn about the body and the more people I talk to, the more I'm, I'm, you know, talking with you and, um, you know, having conversations with all different types of health experts and looking at them, they're older, you know, these things. And I'm like, wait, okay. So we, we don't have to, because that, 
I think excess weight gain oftentimes is, is, is paired with other chronic disease, you know, heart disease or, um, uh, you know, diabetes, something like that. And that weight gain, we just accept as like with age, you know, it's, it's proportionate that you just, you know, gain weight when really like, maybe that's your body not functioning at its full potential. And so it's, it's um, holding on to that weight or those toxins or whatever. Can you speak to um, why, again, you mentioned it a little bit before, why would the, the body, if it's unwell, why would the body hang on to or store toxins, heavy metals, bugs, things like that? Right. So your fat cells are there to protect you and your body's very intelligent and smart and created in a very unique way. So let's say that there's parasites, your body will actually create a biofilm around those to protect you. It's like their little home. And if there's heavy metals, let's say you, it's so common. People don't even realize that a lot of your listeners have cleaned up their deodorant, but so much of the world hasn't. That is aluminum that you're putting through your pores every single day. So aluminum shows up in my testing a lot with people. We are around VOCs from off-gassing of furniture and lead from paint and mercury from light bulbs. Like it's so much more common than people realize. And when we look at inability to lose weight, when people are exercising well and eating well, well, the higher your toxicity bucket gets, you know, okay, you've got exposure to a little bit of metals. Okay. You've got a little bit of parasites. Okay. There's a virus in the system. Okay. There's X, Y, Z. Those are all stored in your fat cells. So it is a protective mechanism. And in the higher your toxic load, the more fat cells you have to store them and the larger they become. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, people are like, I had this sudden onset of tons of cellulite all of a sudden, or I gained 20 to 40 pounds in a year. You know, I can guarantee you, you are not in a 3,500 caloric surplus in a day or a week time because that's how much it equates to a pound in order for that to happen. Right. We live in such a toxic world where people think that counting calories versus counting ingredients and chemicals is the way to go. Right. And so that's why the journey of releasing weight is not a matter of let's cut it more, let's exercise more. It's let's reduce that toxic load so our body, body can function, but also those fat cells will shrink. Yeah. Yeah. I love when you, when you explained it to me that way, cause that when I had mentioned like, yeah, I feel like my body's just kind of like hanging on to some extra fluff and you actually explained it. Well, there's the, there's a reason why your body is protecting you. It's very mm-hmm. wise. And when I was able to kind of shift that narrative within my own body and my own experience, it went from, it wasn't overnight. It did take some like coaxing on, on my, you know, from my mind, but I really was able to see that as a wisdom, wisdom from my body versus me just like hating the fact that it wants me to like not look great in a bikini. Right. Right. So I think that's something that can give a lot of women, if there is some reason why, you know, you feel like, Oh, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight or whatever. Um, being more curious about that and not hateful towards the body, be curious, not hateful of your body. And And I think it can also prevent bad things from happening in the future. 
I always tell people honor your signs and symptoms, be grateful for them because what if that's what helps identify a potential lesion or a tumor or something that could cause a lot of damage. Like I'm like metals, for example, you think about Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And so when people do present with all these signs and symptoms, it's your body communicating to you. And I tell them like, honor it, be grateful for it. Like it's a reason it's there. And had I not questioned or been grateful for all the migraines and headaches I had, I wouldn't have realized that my brain was literally leaking from the years of concussion. So I had to go in and repair that. And by doing so, I've probably now prevented future issues with memory and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's that could have manifested down the road. Yeah. I really love that shift. Um, Shifting from uh, being bitter and being disconnected from your body and, you know, kind of feeling like it's like a burden for you to gratitude. Um, for the information that it's giving you and possibly the problems in the future that are being prevented because you're taking care of it now because of this strong uh, symptom or sign. So I love that. Um, I want to kind of go into, because this is so huge when anyone, if you know, if you're not following Emily, you absolutely should be, but most of you probably are by now. Um, you talk about Emily, um, a certain order of things when, when someone comes to you and they start working with you, there is this kind of proper order that you stick to. And, um, I kind of coined this term, uh, just so we can speak to this, um, order. And, uh, I was like, Emily, remember in math, the order of operations and she was like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I think we should really start calling it this because this really is what we, what you look at, um, when you're working with someone, this correct order, this, this process that you take them through. And, um, I really, I really want to jump into that because, um, I think sometimes when people are trying to do too much on their own, they might start out of order. And so I want you to speak to first, right before we jump into, you know, the specifics, why, when you're detoxing the body or, or on this health journey, why does the right order matter? And what happens if someone gets that wrong, basically? Right. right. So you think of like a test you get back and there's heavy metals there. And when we talk about the order of operations, someone starts going after those heavy metals, chelation therapy, all these different things, TRS sprays, whatever you want to, whatever the modality is. And they might have bugs and parasites. So they try to go after these heavy metals and they skip the order of operations of parasites. Those heavy metals are just going to come back. And people ask why. Parasites hold their weight in heavy metals. So as they grow, as you potentially take something to kill it off, guess what gets released? Heavy metals. And other things are stored in pathogens too, and bugs. And it doesn't have to be just parasites. It can be bacteria. It can be Lyme. It can be within the confinements of biofilm. And so just by doing this enough and having the right mentors, there's a very specific order of operations of how and when to address things. And yes, you can bring in little micro doses of other things here and there, but if you start going after bugs and heavy metals, but your mitochondria and drainage aren't equipped to handle that, you're going to get backed up and set yourself way behind. 
Yeah. So it can actually do more damage than good. If somebody were to hear a previous podcast or see maybe one of your posts and be like, all right, I feel really crappy. I'm just going to go super hard after these heavy metals because Emily said heavy metals are bad in the body or they heard a podcast somewhere or whatever. If you're not addressing, um, you know, certain steps before that, it's going to, it could do your body more harm than good. So this is like, absolutely critical to this health journey, like GPS that we always talk about, like taking someone through, you're avoiding those roadblocks, right? You're going the fastest route. It's not necessarily fast, but you're going the fastest route when you stick to um, this order of operations. Um, And I know just to give a little bit of disclaimer, when we started talking about, you know, putting this on um, this episode, you were like, well, there are some times where you have to adjust and you have to like reassess things. Um, And that's where having someone like you is so important, having a practitioner that can help guide you. So I just wanted to speak to that for, for the person who's listening. There are, there are times where we have to adjust, right? Um, but I do want to get into, do you want me to read them or do you want to, do you want to read the, the, um, the order of operations here? Just so people know kind of like what we're dealing with. You could probably say the overarching what it is and I'll dive into it. I think that okay. would work really well. Yeah. So, um, Actually, I think we should just go one at a time. Oh, that's what I was planning on doing. Okay, cool. (laughs) You guys, this is what we do. Okay. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) the first in the order of operations is mitochondria and drainage. Why, Emily, dear one, is it so critical to start with mitochondria? And what do you even mean by drainage? Yep. So mitochondria, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, I break down mitochondria and how it's the powerhouse of your cell. And if you're not energetically charged at a cellular level, your body is not going to be energetically charged to handle a detox or get healthy process. Mm -hmm. So there's specific things like bioactive carbons, things like reishi, things that charge your body's cellular energy up, help with hydration and cellular hydration so that you are actually strong enough. You've built up the strength and resiliency to actually then go after whatever it is that your body needs to address. So that is the mitochondria side. The drainage side is how are we eliminating toxins? How are our pathways doing? So drainage, I break down into that drainage funnel that I've done a few webinars on where step one is the colon the bowels have to be moving. And not only do they have to be moving, but they should be good. It should be one to two well-formed, good bowel movements per day where it's effortless and it is easy. And so- We like poop people. We We do because people are chronically constipated. They're like, yeah, I have like little deer- deer circles, like once a day or once every other day or once a week. And I'm like, wow. We got to, that's like, that's drainage. So you go after bugs or whatever it is, and you're not pooping, that's going to recirculate. That can cause brain damage. That can cause cellulite. That can cause weight gain. Not fun. Not fun. Got to get the poop going people. Right. So pooping is number one. Number two would be your kidney and liver. 
And I remember when we first met together, I'm like, Ooh, we need some support in this area because that's what actually breaks down that food. And why that's important is digestion. It begins in the brain, but it also is so important that you have adequate bile and that bile is going to go in. And not only does it break down your food, but it is what carries toxins outside of the body to Mm. the stools. And you, that's why it's so important that those organs are functioning properly. And if the kidney and liver isn't working properly, you start seeing undigested food in the stool and you start having, you know, pain over the right rib cage and easily hung over by wine because you're not adequately breaking down the toxins from what you're being exposed to. Mm. You're really sensitive to smells or perfumes or there's a whole host you can look up just like signs of liver dysfunction, like yellowing of the skin. That was something I dealt with, with my autoimmune liver disease back then. But those organs, like your liver is your master detox organ. It's what turns off artificial hormones and toxins and then drains them. It removes them. And it, it through certain processes of that liver, there's certain nutrients that are even needed for that. And yeah. so drainage and mitochondria kind of go hand in hand of making sure your, your detox systems are working, but also you have the nutrients and cofactors needed for them to work. So for you, one of those things was iron. Remember we mm-hmm. had to use hemivite and oftentimes people also need B12. B12 yeah. is really responsible. A lot of people are deficient. Vitamin D, same thing. And then the third one that's really important that you keep moving is your lymphatic system. And if that's not moving, yes, cellulite. And then you start experiencing brain fog and it, it manifests through the skin even where people get rashes and hives and eczema and psoriasis and rosacea. And, but Emily, I've had this since I was a year old, Mm. probably passed from mom to baby through the placenta. So you were born with a higher toxicity bucket. Wow. But then, but something like that, when you've had it, like, oh, I've had this since I was a baby or I've had it since I was really young, um, you know, it, so it can leave the body, right. Is what you're saying. Like once yes. we get things right. So something that you've maybe, oh, I've, I've, I've had this my whole life. That doesn't mean that it's even normal for you. Right. It's just yeah. that you were born with a higher toxicity bucket. And then you throw in everything that life throws at us with radiation, glyphosate herbicides, pesticides, tons of chemicals we're exposed to on an everyday basis, moldy coffee, moldy, just a regular standard American diet, American diet. The fact that I just saw an ad the other day for these brand new mermaid Kellogg's waffles. And it's like red dye, yellow five blue. I don't even know all the names blue lake. I'm like, what (laughs) is this? Seriously? I don't know. I, I don't know how they're still getting away with putting food dye in it's mostly kids foods. And, uh, I just like, it blows my mind. Like you walk down the cereal aisle and it's just like, I can't shake my head hard enough at, um, the things anyways. Um, I had a question here when, you know, say there's a whole host of something of things that, you know, a client of yours needs to get right and work on and support, but even just starting with the mitochondria, Chondria um, and drainage, do you feel like people who have low energy, even though there's other things that they need to address later on in the order of operations, like just addressing that, do people start to feel better? Absolutely. I have heard some of the most powerful testimonies from people and caveat here. If, if you're someone who's been chronically ill for a really long time and you're sensitive it is really important to work with a practitioner, even through mitochondria and drainage, because, and I just saw it recently, 
And it's really unfortunate where it was, it was really small doses of a lot of the things just for mitochondria and drainage. And it caused such a detox reaction in their body. It set them back. Like they needed to go even slower, introduce one product at a time. Um, but I've had people who I haven't worked with one-on-one who've used my wellness guides and my IGTVs and my highlights and resources I've provided. And they're like, this has changed my life. Like 30 days of mitochondria and drainage work. I'm pooping for the first time. I am sleeping better. I'm finally able to clear up some acne on my skin. And we have not even addressed the root cause yet. One of the questions that I get basically every single day is, hey, Mimi, is this a good mushroom product? It's usually accompanied by a picture of Company X mushroom product, and this person wants my help in deciding if they should keep using it or buy it for the first time. There are new mushroom companies popping up all the time as medicinal mushrooms become more and more popular. And nine times out of 10, I have to be the bearer of bad news and let the person who's asking me know that the pure mushroom product they thought they were getting actually has a lot of grains, oats, or rice in it, which act as fillers and bulk up the product. I know, not awesome. But then I get to be the bearer of good news and let this person know that there are companies that are creating incredible mushroom extracts. My favorite is real mushrooms. Real mushroom products are exactly that real mushrooms. They are organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and third-party tested multiple times for their scientifically verified active compounds. No grain, no starch, no fillers, just real mushrooms. My favorite right now are the lion's mane and chaga extract powders, but they also have capsules for you if you're on the go. To get some real mushrooms in your beautiful body, go to realmushrooms.com slash Mimi to receive your hefty discount, or just check the show notes below for the link. Bringing you only the best. Cheers, boo. That's got to be so like just heartwarming for you and just so rewarding that you're like, you're not even to the good stuff yet. Just wait. Um, I love that. Okay. So good. We got mitochondria and drainage down next up in the order of operations is pathogens, bugs, and parasites. These are creepy to me. (laughs) Okay. I remember one of the questions when uh, we were going through our uh, initial consult basically, and you were going through and you said something about parasites and I was like, Oh my gosh, I hope I don't have parasites. Um, but it is really common. How the heck do people, do we get parasites in us when we're eating like normal food? We're not traveling to like, you know, these far off distant jungle tribes. That's what I think of when parasites, like you think of like horror stories, right? How are people getting parasites in them? It is so common. I am about to ruin a food group for people and they're not going to like me for it. But if you eat eat sushi, probably you've been exposed to them. And unless your system is like super healthy, it can take over Mm. and it's not even sushi. They're now finding that it's in fruits and vegetables that aren't properly washed and in meat. Um, It's just, so are they microscopic? Like, is it microscopic and then it grows inside us? You wouldn't actually see the parasite on the food you're eating. That's correct. However, 
there's different types of parasites and bugs and pathogens in the body. And for example, there's flat worms and there's flukes and flukes look like rolled up tomato skins. And people are like, oh, I always just thought it was the tomatoes. And then, you know, a lot of kids and dogs have pinworms, which are little tiny rice-like looking threadworms. And it's really common in dogs and in kids. Mm-hmm. And there's actual worms that people will pass. And my clients literally send me pictures all the time, like bless wow. whoever is sitting next to me. <laughs> and all of a sudden a parasite picture pops up on my phone and they're like, who what is that? Lucky you girl. Lucky me. Right. But I go to these conferences too with fellow docs that I work alongside and it's incredible. Like not to get crazy, but like people are sending like 12 inch worms that they're removing and like tapeworms, for example, that live in the intestines. It's, it's amazing what lives in some people. That is crazy. So what would someone be experiencing if they did, you know, what's a comp, what are a common set of symptoms for someone who does have active parasites? I would say some of the most common signs and symptoms are one, inability to lose weight, two, TMJ, teeth grinding, mm. number three, itchiness around the body or anus itching, which I know Mm. sounds weird, but it's really, really common. Like if you've ever seen a dog, like scrape their booty along the ground, dogs (laughs) get them a lot, you know? And that's why every month, like people are like, oh, I give my dog dewormer. I never realized like, why don't humans take natural antimicrobial dewormers on a monthly basis? But another, another common sign and symptom is the eosinophils on blood work will be three or above. Mm. And so if eosinophils, which is a white blood cell neutrophil marker or differential marker, neutrophils is another like viral load infection marker, their, their name tag would be like, we fight parasites, like parasite Mm -hmm. fighters. And so as you have more in the body, unless you're under an active allergic response or have asthma, as that number increases, it's, it's the presence of parasites. So that can be a really good blood, blood work marker. And then from there... There's so many different signs and symptoms of them that if you pulled up a comprehensive list, some people are like, I never would have even realized that that is a marker for parasites. One of the ones that people look like it blows their mind is eye floaters. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. So if you, okay, so they get on maybe some supplements, some lifestyle changes, whatever for these to target these bugs and parasites if someone's not seeing it literally in their stool or in their, in the toilet, you know, how would someone know that they're able to move on to the next like order to the next step in this order? If they're not physically seeing it, I would say, assume you have it. Let's say I meet with 150 women a month. There's maybe you're one of the lucky ones that didn't, but there's probably 10 out of that 150 who don't have them. And I tell them you're an anomaly, but The thing is, is there's some that won't test with it right away because it is so systemic and in biofilms that by session two, three, guess what shows up? Hmm. Do you think it's because I just go ape shit on mushrooms every day? Yes. Mushrooms, as we always talk about, reishi and other types are anti-parasitic. And I have people that have just got on King Coffee and they begin passing pathogens and parasites just from King Coffee. And coffee enemas are kind of the craze right now, which if you're super sensitive and toxic, I wouldn't recommend starting with that. But 
people who've done coffee enemas for a really long time and then they do one with King and they're like, oh my gosh, it like opened the floodgates. I am passing <laughs> pathogens left and right. Wow. Yeah. We need to talk off air about coffee enemas because I'm, I'm Chase and I are more and more interested in them. We haven't, I haven't Googled and I haven't YouTubed because I'm scared, but I do want to talk to you about them. That's a total side note. Um, well, okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've definitely been exposed. I'm sure at some point in my life, you know, I'm, I was big, you know, I eat sushi from time to time. Um, and I'm sure I've been exposed to them when you said how prevalent they are and that I wasn't attracting to them. I was like, Oh, that's, that's amazing. I I was really glad. Yeah. And then you said, how would someone know when to move on to the next phase? Yeah. What I always recommend is minimum three months. If you assume, like, assume you have them, if you have any of the signs and symptoms, assume you have them spend three months cleansing. And I actually, back when I was going through my journey, cause I found out I had parasites, but I'm pretty sure I picked it up because I was in mission trips across the world, you know, Guatemala, Aruba, various places. And I probably Brazil, Rio, I probably picked it up overseas and I wrote a blog post. And it was at the time, like I wrote this almost three years ago, maybe that was, that was hard to step. Like that was hard to share. Like, let me just share with the world. Like, Hey, this is something I dealt with. But when I was looking online and for resources for how to actually get rid of these, there was nothing. Unfortunately, there was people who'd be like, Hey, there's parasites, like purchase this consult for how to get rid of them. But I'm like, how would that work if they know nothing about you? So I just shared what I did and just told people in that, like, here's a good, here's a good framework for how to base your own protocol off of if you aren't working with someone. And it's really cool because that's a blog post. And I have had numerous emails and I don't do the best job of sharing them, but of people who said, I did that and it changed my life. Like that blog post it, it saved me. Like it changed my life. Like I have done cleanses in the past and I did this and I'm finally passing them and getting rid of them. And you're such a godsend. And I'm like, I just wrote a blog post, you know, like on my story. So assume you have them and do about three months of rotating different antimicrobials in that time frame. kind of either like 14 days on seven days off, three weeks on one week off. So you can kind of hit the different life cycles and phases of those bugs. Is that blog post still live? Yeah. Okay, cool. You guys, I'll, I'll definitely put that in the show notes. If you, if that's of interest to you, um, check there and we will, I'll, I'll make sure it's, um, that you guys can access that. Um, okay. Next one I want to move on to, because I think this is a huge one. We're only on number three. God, (laughs) we, I I told you guys, this was going to be long. So metals and mold. Yes. Heavy metals and mold. And for some reason, I find that just through frequency testing, and the formula that I've created, most bodies attract to wanting to address those at the same time. Mm, I don't really have a further explanation of why, but then I reach out to colleagues and say, Hey, are you finding this too? And they're like, yeah, like for some reason, people's bodies like to address those at the same time. And oftentimes when you go after metals, mold gets released into the system because mold tends to hide and it will be pulled out of tissues and similar to pathogens, they're kind of like best friends. And so, I mean, I've had everything. I know a lot of people know my story, but in addition to pathogens, mercury, which takes a really long time to get rid of and some Babesia and some Bartonella and 
Borrelia, which are types of Lyme and some, and some mold from a college dorm I was in. So that those need to be addressed together. And people will always ask like, well, what do I use? And that's the part that's so bio-individual, but something that is really powerful are nasal rinses and the oxygen, which it's now called like hydroxygen from cell core in a nasal rinse up, up anywhere from one to six drops with distilled water. People have actually done those nasal rinses and blown out black specks. Wow. Which is, which is, which is crazy. So if you, and that's the mold, that's the mold. Yeah. Um, but even oxygen internally, like bacteria and mold can't live in an oxygenated environment. So taking that internally and doing it through those nasal rinses and then binding it. So the only binders that I love and use are either from Cellcore. Most people have heard me talk about those or from Byron White or from Supreme Nutrition. Those are like the three that I use the various ones, um, but HMET, the ET is for environmental toxins, but the HM is heavy metals. And then and that's the cell core. That's the cell core. And mm-hmm. then there's, they also have one called Viraid Chem, which stands for binding viruses, radiation, and chemicals. And there's a third of HMET in that. And so sometimes HMET can be too strong for people, but anytime, and this is just good for people that have mold toxicity to know if you're addressing that, you also want to be binding to the things that could be released. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that we want to remember with metals and mold, you guys, um, just to touch on again, you want to be binding the metals at the same time that you're addressing the mold and kind of looking at them as a pair for whatever reason, the body wants to get rid of them at the same time. Would you kind of group that with Lyme and and co-infections too? Usually that would be later on. Okay. I feel like, again, uh, the analogy I use with a lot of people is this is order of operations, but let's say the, your pile of dirty clothes is being taken to the washer and you accidentally drop some clothes along the way, a few pairs of socks, a t-shirt that are dirty clothes and you're, you didn't realize it. You didn't realize it or you just physically couldn't handle it all at once and you wash it, you sometimes have to go back. So it's not uncommon to maybe add in a little bit of lime early on and then do metals and mold and then have to go back and sometimes address things in the past. There are some people where they have such strong signs and symptoms for either Lyme or Bartonella or Babesia where adding in like an IS Bart or IS Bore or IS Bab early on in the process can be beneficial. But typically it's addressed in its own phase after metals and mold. Okay. This is more of a (laughs) me being curious question because I've heard many different theories on Lyme and um, I know it's becoming more and more common. People are figuring out that like, oh, I have Lyme and that's why I'm so fatigued all of the time. Um, But I also hear it from people who are like, I've, I've lived in the city my whole life. I've never been bitten by a tick. Do you have any theories? And at this point, I know they would be theories and we're just talking here. We're best just BSing a little bit. Um, do you have any theories on Lyme maybe coming from something other than a tick? Yes. You look very happy to share. (laughs) I do because I think that people think they're like, I never had a bullseye rash. I've never been bit by a tick. I haven't. 
And through the beautiful act of energy frequency testing, like I do, like Dr. Alan Lindsley does, like Dr. Javen Moore does, like Todd does, it's amazing what you can discover. And I've become good friends with Dr. Alan Lindsley. And I obviously had an opportunity to go to the virtual eco event. I was his kind of model up on stage of the glyphosate talk. And when he was running his test kit through me, um, he was like, wow, you're pretty healthy. But then, you know, sometimes things, the last little thing to go can be in the joints in the collagen and in the ligaments. Mm -hmm. And he found Babesia. So Babesia is often, oftentimes grouped into the Lyme category, but it's more like a parasite and bug as well, but it's kind of a Lyme co-infection type thing. And he's like, yep, you were bit by a mosquito at age 16. And that's how you got this Babesia. Oh my gosh. Right. And he, that's his specialty. Lyme is Dr. Alan Lindsley's specialty. And he's like a dinosaur and a ghost. He was even like, Emily, I am it's funny. All the docs come up to me because they're all like very well established doctors. And then there's me (laughs) and I'm like, like the white elephant in the room. And they're all like, I want to fly to Dallas. Alan told me this, Dr. Alan Lindsay, I want to fly to Dallas. I just want to sit down with you and help me figure out how to do this online thing and this course thing and this muscle testing class thing. Can you help me? Because like they do all these incredible things and then people go to find them and they're like, who are these people? I can't find them anywhere. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know where they are in the phone book. Like they're just like dinosaurs in practice, but they're so successful. Everything's on referrals. Right. So it's funny because he's like, yep, age 16 from a mosquito. And he meets with people all the time. And he's like, it's coming from mosquitoes for a lot of people. Mm. How many times have we been bit by mosquitoes growing up? Of course. Yeah. You don't, you don't necessarily like, yeah, it itches for a week. It sucks, but you don't think, oh, this is going to follow me for years and years and years. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, it was annoying for like a week. That's crazy. Okay. Well, right. that's good to know because I don't mind passing that along because I think, um, people, they might not go down the Lyme route because they're like, no, it's, it's not that because I've never been bitten by a tick. So right. that's good to know that there's other things going on. Right. Not good, but you know what I mean? Um, okay. So that's Lyme and co-infections. And then, um, you already mentioned uh, a little bit on the virus chemicals and radiation, uh, with the, the wonderful cell core, um, supplement that they have specifically to target viruses, chemicals, radiation, right? That's a binder. Oh, okay. However, there are specific herbs I use in my practice for those things. And how common is EBV? We hear it all yeah. the time. Yeah. We hear it all the time. And sometimes people will skip order of operations. I'm going to skip energy drainage. I'm going to skip parasites, pathogens, and bugs. I'm going to skip metals and mold. I'm going to skip line and co-infections. And I'm just going to go after this EBV. Well, a lot of times that too can be stored in all those different delicate mm-hmm. places. But I kind of group all those together because chemicals would be like the things that are in pore detergent or in toothpaste or a lot of those things that are kind of like you address later on down the road and also making sure you get good, clean stuff. Don't use crappy stuff. Um, but this is where the EBV would be addressed. And I use some products from Dr. Klinghart. Um, I use one of his products is called KI Retro V, which guess what one of the ingredients is? Rishi. Oh, Okay. And Dr. Klinghart's done a lot of research in that space. And even the company Byron White I use, they use Rishi and Ganoderma in a lot of theirs. Why? It's antiviral. And so I will use that. I will also use HCC. It's, 
I tend to use HCC more for retroviruses and things like HPV and HIV. And then I use a herb called Japanese knotweed. Um, Japanese knotweed is awesome because it not only helps with like Lyme and EBV, but also like the biofilm. So that's an herb I use a lot. And especially not going to say it, but with everything going on in the world right now, Japanese knotweed is an herb you want in your kitchen and in Mm. your medicine cabinet. I'm just going to put that out there. All right. Well, um, I might need to pick up some Japanese knotweed. You think? Yes. All right. Ordered for yeah. Even like influenza, it can be helpful for that too. Oh, good. Okay. So is uh, EBV like the most common or what's the most common viruses that you see in people? EBV, Epstein-Barr. Yep. A lot of the, a lot of the times, and you could just get a simple blood test and get that tested and it'll be super high for a lot of people. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's because that's the, if, if people aren't putting this together, that's the virus commonly, like people use the term mono. Yeah. Like you got mono in high school. My sister is one of these people. She got mono from her boyfriend in high school. And if she doesn't get good sleep, if she neglects her body now at age 32 or whatever she is, um, she feels those symptoms come back and it still affects her. So she always has to be like super on, you know, dialed in on her sleep and everything. Otherwise, this stupid virus that she got from her boyfriend at age 17 still affects her, you know, 15 years later. So it's just sad how crazy all these people have mono and thing about EBV is once you have it, it's in the system. It's just a matter of it's, I like to use the term activated or woken up, but you can put it to sleep. Like I always tell people, let's just put the virus to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay. Next up in the order of operations is environmental toxins, which we've touched on a little bit here and there, but this is one of those things that I even feel overwhelmed by sometimes Mm -hmm. just knowing how many chemicals, how many things are literally trying to attack my endocrine system, get inside my body and disrupt things. What exactly do you mean by environmental toxins and Um, what are some common offenders that maybe people aren't aware of, you know, being grouped into this, this environmental toxin group? This is going to be VOCs. What is that? That is a specific type of environmental toxin that's often put in carpet and Mm. on furniture and like off gassing type things. Okay. Gotcha. Roundup, AKA pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate, and fluoride. Fluoride is one of the most common offenders. And it's so sad that we have to even worry about the water coming from the shower head. And we now have to have shower filters. And so many people still drink water out of their fridge and out of the tap. And fluoride, I mean, the parts per million that they pull from that, it's astounding how much yeah. is in there. And so fluoride is a really big one. And I know that you go to a dentist, what do they use? Fluoride. And it's in a lot of toothpaste. And I know people will make claims that it's great for a lot of things, but it's really not. And it causes problems. And so, yeah, we're just, I mean, I mean yeah. I'm going to speak to that because I, I obviously am still a dental hygienist. I don't practice clinically anymore, but coming out of that space and just learning more from all different types of experts, um, I really like, I feel bad. <laughs> I was doing the best that I knew how to, like with the, with the amount of information that I had and with 
with the education that I had, I was, it was coming all from a very good place, like educating people on, I thought I was on the importance of fluoride for, you know, little kids and making sure that you're getting a fluoridated toothpaste and everything like that, because that's what we're taught. So this is a little moment for me to really keep myself in check when I'm talking about doctors, because that's the same thing. I was doing the absolute best that I could with the information that was presented to me in dental hygiene school. I didn't know Emily Morrow at the time. I didn't know these other experts. What I knew was what I was reading in research um, and what my professors were telling me and what I was doing every single day in clinic. So, you know, I might be the only dental hygienist now that <laughs> doesn't recommend fluoride, but, um, you know, I've, I can sympathize and kind of empathize with, you know, medical doctors right now. It's like, we're doing the best that we can with the information that's given with, given to us. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, I don't use a fluoridated toothpaste anymore <laughs> and yeah. I don't drink the tap water. We have a really yep. good water system. Yep. Um, good water system is key. Think about how much water you drink. It's like literally aside from oxygen, what gives you life. And so I know a lot of people will ask about the Canyon water systems. I know that a lot of people love those. I have just a simple Berkey at home and there's even a company called Grail, G-R-A-Y-L. Maybe we could link it in the show notes for them mm -hmm. that has individual water bottles that side story, when I went to Bali, obviously their water is not clean. And people are like, you're crazy for taking that single serve water bottle and using it with their water. And I was like, I trust it. Like it's 99.9% .9 removal of junk. And I mean, you got to have some muscles on you. You got to, it's like a pressure water bottle where you oh, yeah. actually push the top of the water bottle down. But I used it the entire time I was in Bali and did not get sick once. Wow. And it was amazing. So there's things you can do if you're like, Ooh, I really can't, you know, fork out the money for a Berkey or a really amazing water system like you and Chase have, or the Kangen water systems. There are solutions that you can right. have. There's definitely sure. affordable ones and, you know, a couple hundred bucks can, can go a long way in this area. Right. And this is one of those things that you can kind of build up to like, do what you can now and know that you're doing the best that you can. Yeah. Um, but water is huge. And actually I'm going to kind of give a shout out to my, this is episode number two that I'm speaking to where I interviewed Tracy Dews, who is like the queen of water. And she goes all through, um, everything on water. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. If you really want to dive deep into water, um, check out episode number two of this podcast. Okay. Um, environmental toxins is a big one. Um, yep. Is there any other common offenders that you can think of that people may not be aware of to even look for, right? Yeah. In, in every home, for instance, like what's, what's going yeah. on that we can look for? Dryer sheets. Mm. They're the most toxic product in the entire home, believe it or not. And so simple switch, get yourself some wool dryer balls. Or just don't use them. Or just don't use them. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could even throw, like, I know this sounds crazy, but you can get a vinegar towel wet, like with a cloth, put some essential oils on there, put it in the dryer with your other clothes and it reduces a lot of the static and makes your clothes smell good and removes a lot of the odor. So dryer sheets, makeup, my gosh, yeah. talc and lead and heavy metals and toxins that are in makeup and skincare 
And as you and I speak to, your skin is an organ, takes 17 seconds for something to transdermally go through the skin. It's why a lot of the products I use are topical. Magnesium, for example, topical. Progestins Plus, topical. Some of the CBD creams, topical. And you don't want to be putting this, the toxins from makeup and detergent and all of that right on your body. Yeah. Yep. And this is one that I've definitely switched completely switched now, but it was, it, it seemed kind of overwhelming because I, I, you know, this was me a couple years ago, like really learning like, oh my gosh, what we put on our body really, 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 really matters. And so then I was looking at all the products that I was using and it seemed very overwhelming to switch everything at once, right? Just do a one big overhaul with, you know, beauty counter or something like that. I would have given all my money <laughs> at that point because it was, it's, it's, that's a lot. And so what I recommend for people is when something runs out, say you're like getting to the last little bit of your blush, right? And you're like, oh, I need to go get more blush. Instead of just getting the $1.99 blush or whatever is, you know, is new at Sephora, when something is running out, look for, is there a better option? Um, and actually I don't, I don't know if you use this database, but I've used it in the past. The environmental working group has, um, kind of a database that you can look up, um, personal care products. Yes. Um, and I think it's, what is it called? Do you know what I'm talking about? The EWG database is one yeah. thing. And then there's also something called think dirty. Okay. Yeah. That's an, that's an app, right? Yes. I have that app. So there are these different apps and websites that you can enter your, you know, whatever, say it's a lotion or say it's your blush or your mascara or whatever. You can literally type it in and see how many chemicals are in it, how many toxins, and then you can do better kind of little by little. It doesn't have to be this one big swing overhaul, right? Just do a little bit at a time. Yeah. Like cleaning, so it can get overwhelming. Cleaning supplies, yeah. um, candles. Oh, the plugins are so bad. Like, you know, the plugins that go in the wall, that's some of the worst offenders or those freaking leaf car fresheners. Oh my gosh. You get into an Uber or a Lyft. I, I like want to like rip it off and, and I'm like, okay, this is one time that I'm actually thankful for a mask right now. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really bad. I noticed myself. I think this is just me being more like I guess, clean in my body and more sensitive to my own like uh, senses, I guess. But I am so sensitive to smells now. Mm -hmm. Perfume, cologne, artificial like fragrances. When you walk into a store and you're like, oh God, yeah. oh my God. Like Chase and I both. What is that? Do you know? Is that just like it can, swing, it can swing. Well, no, no, no. It's not in your head at all. Like I hate, I can't even stand the smell of it and it can swing both ways. Cause one of the signs and symptoms of sensitivity to perfumes and chemicals or feeling bad and moldy in musty places is a liver burden, but also, and I'll use an example of gluten here in a second. When you remove all those things, when you do get your body super healthy and clean, you are more equipped to recognize when there's a problem. And so you, you walk by Bath and Body Works or those perfume stores and you're like, oh, whereas before you may have not recognized it. Same thing with foods. Like you remove, you've been eating gluten your entire life and you remove gluten for 30 to 60 days. And I've had clients, they're so mad. They're like, you gave me a gluten sensitivity. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean I gave you a gluten sensitivity? And they're like, I love you. But now anytime I have a piece of pizza, I immediately don't feel good. I'm like, well, 
just like if someone taps your arm all day long, at some point you're going to realize that you're going to forget that they're tapping your arm. Or if you're in a room with music, you kind of, you kind of lose the fact that there's music playing, but then they turn it off and then they turn it back on. You're like, Whoa, there's the music Mm -hmm. because we've sensitized our body's ability to, or desensitized our body's ability to Mm -hmm. recognize problems in our own body and in our environment until we clean up the body or remove it from our system. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I don't ever remember being this sensitive and maybe it's because I've just kind of given up all perfume myself. Um, but I'm just like, so like you walk by someone on the street and I can smell them literally 10 feet away. And that was never, that was never the case before. So oh, funny story. Do we have time? Tell me. Yes, absolutely. All right, y'all. So I used to coach at Orange Theory. It was a lot of fun. And then um, mask mandation, coaching in a mask, that didn't fly with me too well. <laughs> I also like just, you know, speaking to the fact that I have an autoimmune disease, granted I'm managing it. I didn't want to be experiencing a low oxygen experience and being in a mask and coaching and doing exercises and burpees and lifting weights with my entire mouth being covered. But regardless, that's kind of off topic. There was... <laughs> There was a client that would come into the 6 a.m. class and it's like she brought the whole perfume store. <laughs> she bought the whole perfume store. Oh, she had to have because she, I think she would do it on her laundry, on her clothes, her hair and shampoo, like everything was perfume central. And I would have to literally pivot everywhere she wasn't around the room because I thought I was going to pass out from in the inhalation of these smells oh my gosh. where she probably thought I hated her, yeah. which I didn't. I just literally could not stand it. So, Oh anyway. my gosh. That's funny. I, well, it makes you wonder too. Like, I'm just curious now, like if she's that desensitized, you know, I'm, I'm just like, right. You know, BSing here. If she's that desensitized to where that smells normal to her, what's going on in her body. That's like, you know, who knows? Oh, Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. On to the next, we're almost through these order of operations is retroviruses. Um, what is an example here and, um, why are, or why and how are retroviruses different? Why are they not lumped in with the other viruses? Retroviruses are going to be things like HIV and HPV. And you are an expert in this space. And I think a lot of times like the enemy will set in and sometimes I feel like I have to be an expert on what is every single retrovirus out there and how did it enter into the body? And sometimes I hate to say this, it doesn't really matter how it got there. Um, Through a frequency testing standpoint, at least, and through human clinical trials, there are specific nutrients and herbs and things that God put on this planet that address them. One of those things being HCC. And you and I connected from mushrooms. That's how we connected. And then just learning from you what it's, what we see on a clinical standpoint, like the three grams a day for X number of months, literally clearing it. And even reishi too, there's, there's studies on that, but someone will, you know, attract to retrovirus or HIV, HPV, and they attract to solution wise, HCC and reishi. And at some point in time, they no longer attract to HIV, HPV. And Mm -hmm. that is powerful. Yeah. That's really cool. I remember you telling me, um, one 
client that you were working with, um, she did have HPV and the amount that her body just naturally wanted was like exactly three grams, which y'all, if you don't know three grams, which is four of my capsules of immune Intel AHCC, that is the amount that is shown in numerous clinical in numerous clinical trials, um, to clear HPV the quickest. And I don't even think she told me she had it. That's what's so crazy. Yeah. Like I just, she attracted to it. And then one of my solutions was, you know, the spores and the HCC. And I obviously do dosing on testing and that's what she needed. And I remember on the phone, she was like shook. She's like, A, how did you know that? And B, that is I, like, she even knew, like, that's the same yeah. dose of human clinical trials. And at the time I was like, yeah. wow, that's cool. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the dose that I recommend in all of my, you know, content and education, my online course, because of the, you know, I'm not testing people's frequency and energy, but that's what is recommended by the clinical research. And, um, so I just think that's, that's amazing. There's so many little stories you guys that I could tell with the, what seemed to be, what would seem to be coincidences with me and Emily, like working with people and alongside each other and creating things. There's so many little coincidences where I'm like, how the hell did you know that? One, I'm just going to speak to because I were in story corner right here. Um, one was we were having a, a, a consult and she was testing me for my certain amount of um, supplements. And normally she was, she was testing. I'm just going to speak to you. You were testing iron and you were like showing my body was attracting to wanting more iron than it usually does. And I didn't tell you this. I didn't tell you that I was on my cycle. I didn't tell you that I was on my period, but it made sense that my body wanted more iron, wanted three capsules instead of my regular two, because I was on my cycle. And I remember you being like, I don't know, your body wants three capsules right now versus your regular two. And I was like, Emily, I was like, well, I'm on my cycle. You're like, oh yeah, that makes sense then. (laughs) Do you remember that? I do. Yes. You guys, there's so many little stories like that where I'm like, okay, this is even more like every single time we work together, I talk to you. I'm like that much more like it's like reinforced every single time that like my body is wise. You are wise and you just, it's, it's amazing. Body's incredible. And I never want to be that person that has to like advocate for my work and defend it. And I think a lot of times people have come to me and said, what about the client who comes to you and doesn't believe in what you do? And I say, that's really unfortunate for them, but I'm not going to be the person that's going to argue what I do. Like if it's not for you, that's okay. Like I pray that that person finds their path and finds someone to help them. But, um, I've been working with shout out Dr. Steph. She's up in Canada and she works with NHL professional hockey players and her and I have become really close and good friends. And so through that, I've had the opportunity in working with a lot of these incredible professional NHL hockey players. And she doesn't tell me anything about their health, nothing. And we get on a call and she's done a lot of their testing. She's done micronutrient panels. She's done stool tests, organic acid tests, and without telling me any of any of what she's done in the past and every, every call, even early on now, she's like, Oh, yep. And like, just knows she just knows they're cause they're shocked. And she's like, just, just accept it. But, um, I was going through some of my micronutrient panels for them. Cause she kind of created a list of what she wanted me to test. And I'm like, yep, 
need for niacin, yep, need for folate, yep, need for omega-3, and I see her mouth just drop. And she pulls out his micronutrient panel, and she's like, the three deficiencies, niacin, folate, omega-3. And enough, you know, enough consults pass where I'm not a psychic. I'm not like having someone in my ear telling me these things. It's just from a frequency testing standpoint, what they need. And I run through the brain kit for a lot of these NHL players. And I'm like, yep, damage to the right hemisphere and the cerebellum. And they're like shook. They're like, yep, that's where I always get hit. I'm an enforcer. And so it's just, it's just, I think this is where the future of medicine is going is this beautiful thing of energy testing. Because unfortunately I've had people that have done the Lyme tests and it came back negative and done the stool test and it came back negative and it shows up here. We go on a protocol and then they begin to eliminate these things. Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's so incredible. And you're right. You don't, you don't need to, you don't, you shouldn't spend any of your precious energy, um, trying to defend anything. Um, because you guys, the literally thousands and thousands of people like speak for themselves who are getting results from this. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, I feel like honored to like be a part of it, to witness it, I should say, and be like, in it with you as my practitioner. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. Okay. After retroviruses, you guys is restoring balance. What to you, what are the best ways to restore balance? And do you mean like balance in the gut? What exactly does that mean? Balance in the gut for sure. You want to make sure that you have that delicate balance between probiotics and prebiotics if there's still an issue of leaky gut, oftentimes I like to address that early on, but making sure that that gut is sealed and ultimately get that toxicity bucket low enough where we've restored balance, where we can have a little bit of wine. We can have fast food every once in a while. We don't have to live this perfect lifestyle 24 seven in order to have a healthy, happy life. And part of restoring balance is asking them, how healthy do you want to be? You know, you and I always say like, we want to glow. We want to have that autofluorescence where the skin literally glows and we reach that next level superhuman status of being on an energy field of 13, 14, 15, because that comes from, you know, fueling your body every day with things like high vibrational food, choosing organic when you can, adding medicinal mushrooms to your life, adding in daily bioactive carbons and fulvic extracts, restoring balance in a way of what do you want? What are your goals? recovering from workouts, being able to, part of that balance restoration process is oftentimes I have to shift people's workouts where I'm like, we need a break, no hit exercise for right now, no heavy weight training. Once you begin restoring balance, it's, Hey, let's add weight training in two times a week. Let's add in some sprints and some morning cortisol bursts. So it's just about getting them to a place of maintenance and then continuing to pour into that maintenance plan every month so that their health continues to elevate. Yeah. I love that. That was something that you touched on with me was I, for the, this healing portion, right. Was to kind of cut back and to stick to, you know, yoga, walking low intensity. You were like, yeah, you can lift, but you really like "Mm, stay away from these high, crazy high intensity workouts that I think are kind of, um, being elevated, you know, for fat loss and things like that. Um, and, you know, sometimes the answer is addition by subtraction and actually taking out. And, um, and still in our last console, you told me like, 
yeah, you can lift weights, um, but your body is still not wanting super high intensity. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm following (laughs) this order and, um, I, I feel great. You know, I went four days without lifting and I, my, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I haven't lifted in four days, but my, my body seems to be okay. It seems to be doing pretty good. It wanted yoga. Yeah. Light intensity yoga. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, okay. After, you know, restoring balance is this next level, this guru status of this glowy superhuman. Yes. (laughs) And, um, you know, this is like my goal for sure. And I know your goal, um, Emily, I'm, I'm speaking directly to you. Do you feel like you are glowing at this point? And what does that feel like um, compared to, you know, other times in your life where you for sure were not glowing right now with where I'm at in my life. And I wanted to touch on this in this podcast for a lot of people, because I'm still about 15 pounds heavier now than I was in college. And I'm so much healthier and happier now. Hmm. And my skin didn't used to glow my Back then, you know, people would think, wow, she's so fit. She has a six pack. My hair was falling out. I was anxious. My skin was dull. Like it was not that next level health. And that's something so important for women to grasp and understand. And I know, you know, weight can be such a touchy subject because of a lot of the women I work with, it's that they can't gain weight and that's part of their story. But right now it's like, now when I wear makeup, because it's so often I don't, people are like, holy cow, who are you? Like what changed? What did you do? What makeup are you wearing? Yeah, and it's like, I'm just so used to not wearing it because I, I think when you get super healthy and you charge your body to a certain point, you do fluoresce, you do glow. And then you add in makeup and people are like, whoa, yeah. whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I, I mean, I totally know how you feel. Like I very, very rarely, literally maybe twice a month I wear, I put like makeup, like face makeup on. It's usually uh, blush and mascara. If I'm like right. going to do a lot of selfies that day. Right. And then when you do, it's like, oh my gosh, like if I'm on camera or something for an interview, then I'll put something on. But I like, I like not having to rely on that. Right. I wear less makeup and wear, you know, less fancy clothes than I ever did in my twenties. And I right. feel more beautiful than I ever did than I ever had, you know? And it's just like, it's not just because like, Oh, I'm this fit, you know, superhuman queen, whatever. It's like, like you, you know, I, we have like some of the same kind of story in history, but I was like, yeah, I have visible abs, but I also have zero estrogen. It's not worth it. It's really not. And, um, I'll take the little bit of extra fluff if it means that I'm, if I'm going to glow, like, that's what I want and not have hair falling out. And like, you just, you can't do both. You cannot be this super ripped to shreds human because females are meant to have a little bit of extra fluff on their body. We just are like, and here's the thing, guys, I have those same women that you are admiring and wanting to look like are the same women who are booking consults with me that are struggling with infertility, that aren't having a period that are so anxious and their hair is falling out and they're cold and you don't see that. And so healthy for one person is going to look entirely different than healthy for another person. But a healthy body is one where the hair isn't falling out and it's super voluminous and it's 
it'll grow and your skin glows and you're not having to cover it up with makeup, the acne on your face, which I've been there. I've been there. I think we've both been there. Oh yeah. Hello. We're going to talk about everybody's favorite topic, acne. It's actually become one of the things that I really enjoy talking about, believe it or not, because I've found products that actually work. Uh, After two years of battling cystic acne when my hormones were in the tank, then another year on top of that to figure out how to get rid of my scars, I finally feel really, really good about the products that I'm using now. Something that I think that people don't realize about the journey of healing acne is that it's not only a physical journey, it's actually a mental battle too. I remember the days where I would just stare at my skin in the mirror and cry, feeling like I was doing all of the right things, and still every day a new blemish or a new scar would show up. Uh, Fast forward to now, I get compliments on my skin looking beautiful all the time, and trust me, I never thought I would hear that again. Okay, so what am I using? Great question. I use the anti-acne and anti-aging skincare line called Clear Stem Skincare. Their main goal is to provide us with products that actually work and have zero hormone disruptors. Okay, here's a spoiler. Some of the most expensive skincare lines still have hormone disruptors. They still have ingredients that could be perpetuating your acne problem. The ingredient list is really, really, really important. And that's Clearstem's like commandment number one, making sure that all of their products have only anti-inflammatory, brightening, antioxidant, and healing ingredients. Personally, I use the daily exfoliating vitamin scrub every morning in the shower. Then when I get out, I use the Clarity Serum. And you want to wait at least 15 minutes after this serum because it's balancing the pH of your face, which is really important for healing. Then after those 15 minutes, I follow up with their signature Cell Renew Serum, which is made for repairing damaged skin like acne scars or hyperpigmentation. Plus, the Cell Renew has reishi mushroom extract in it, so obviously I'm obsessed. If you want to get your hands on this gold, just go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMIFIT at checkout. That's clearstemskincare.com, then M-I-M-I-F-I-T for a hefty discount. I know you and your face are going to absolutely love this stuff. Cheers, boo. Yeah, I was there for years. And I mean, it sounds trivial, but to to not have to rely on makeup is it feels like uh, I deserve a medal for that, you know, like because I was so dependent on makeup, just covering up my my cystic inflammatory acne when my body was completely out of whack. So I get it. I get the mental battle. But then on the other side of that, it is Man, I, I honestly wouldn't trade that. I'll take I'll take 15 more pounds of fluff before I'll give up my skin. Like, no way. Great. I agree. Um, yeah. Well, to me, girl, you are absolutely glowing. Not only on the outside, you are absolutely gorgeous, but I love your glowy 
heart. And I love that I get to call you friend as well as uh, my Dr. Phil guest. <laughs> I will always be your Dr. Phil. I'll always, yes. always, always be your Dr. Phil. You know, I'm so glad because at this point, um, I want to keep having more and more conversations with you because we have, you know, coming full circle back to the intro here, there have been two, way too many women that have shouted the podcast that we've done already that have been like, this has changed my life. This has saved me. Like, these are the words that they're using. This has literally saved me. Well, I think of um, Katie's post, giving yeah. her a shout out for a second because it brought me to tears. Oh yeah. Not only did it give her hope, which is so needed right now, but like the information guided her towards the both of us. And she's incorporated both things that we always advocate for. And she said, this has saved my life. And I, yeah. I, I, I cry every time I read that or think about it, but like restoring her faith and hope in Jesus. And like, it just, it blows me away that like you say, like Instagram should be a place of service and adding to people, not taking away that, that I think like a podcast and Instagram account can do that. Yeah. This is the people yeah. behind it. Yeah. I, the medicine podcast has no shortage of guests that we want to bring on, but Emily Morrow will always be one of them. As long as you want to keep coming on, I, I love it because, you know, you as a, a business owner, uh, entrepreneur, whatever, you're constantly evaluating what's working, what's working, what's working. And if my measure of success is how many lives that this podcast has impacted or how much, you know, how many, how many diseases we've put into remission or prevented or whatever, if that's the measure of success, then I must keep talking to you and pushing record because it's, it's way too important not to, I just, I could sing your praises all day. Um, okay. So as we come to a close here, I'm sure we're like coming up on close to two hours, but, um, Emily Morrow, you have said all over your page, all over your content, that it is your goal to literally change the face of medicine. Right. And I, I totally agree that that needs to happen. That shift, that change must happen if we want to like continue being, you know, on this earth. Right. Right. Um, in your opinion, what are some things, is there anything that we can all do for the person listening to this that maybe can't work with you one-on-one? -on -one? What can we all do to help aid this shift in medicine from emergency, allopathic, treating the symptom or treating the, you know, like managing symptoms versus what is the root cause? Right. Um, coming back to what is the root cause? What is the root cause? That should be medicine. That should be the face of medicine. And I know, I know that's your goal. What can we all do to help aid that shift? If I could give three bullet points, the first one is going to evolve around sparking curiosity and advocating for yourself by asking why mm -hmm. you go to a doctor and they tell you, you need to be put on a statin or a baby aspirin or birth control, or metformin, or high blood pressure medication. Ask why. Because it starts with you changing the face of medicine. I can't do it alone. We Together, we can't do it alone. It starts from every person being empowered to ask why. Yeah. Bullet point two, don't assume your signs and symptoms are normal. Mm. Dig into them. Think about what is my day-to-day -day life that I wish I could snap my fingers and change? 
top yeah, three that's, things. That's a good, that's a really good thing for, for people to think about. Like, you know, write this one down. Like if you've got some things going on, I love, I love that. Can you say that again? Like if you could like wave a magic wand. If you could snap your fingers and make three things happen in your life regarding your health, what would it be? Yeah, that's really good. Because then it like you, you make the person kind of hone in on like, what would you change? Cause some people might be like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Like it's fine. But because they've just kind of accepted this, you know, baseline as their new normal when it really shouldn't be. So I think that's something that's, that's really good is making yourself at like asking yourself, what would be the three things that I would change it if I had to change something with my health? And those are probably pretty, that's probably pretty good information for you moving forward. If you don't even know where to start. Um, I think looking at that, um, is really, really good. Okay. What's you said, there's three, what's your third one? Yep. Number three would be speaking up because the power of people is how messages spread. And so as more people show up and speak up and question things, and dig and share information that creates a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, we talk about it all the time, this disease prevention ripple and people under, <clears throat> excuse me, people underestimate the power of just hearing from someone you trust. Like, yeah, girl, I tried this. You should try it. You know, we don't necessarily, and this is my opinion, we don't necessarily have time for medical textbooks, organizations, and schools to catch up with what we need as people, right? If we wait, then the cancer rate is only going to keep skyrocketing, right? The, the infectious or uh, chronic diseases are only going to get worse. We don't have time for that. We must take action for ourselves, take responsibility for ourselves and start advocating for ourselves and then share, share with the people you love, your friends, your family, whoever's on your story, because you never know who is also searching for answers or who, who needs to hear what you have to say. And just because they're not broadcasting it doesn't mean they're not searching for answers. That's how this information spreads. Um, and I, I will go to my grave praising and thanking every single person who shares the medicine because, and I'm on a tiny rant here, but because I am a testament to podcasts saving lives and I'm not like claiming anything here. I'm not claiming anything about my work or the medicine being, you know, the best ever, whatever it's, but just based on what you and I, Emily alone have heard from our two podcasts together, this information needs to get out. And so I will go to my grave praising people who share this information. Um, is there any last bit of uh, encouragement, anything that you want to give the woman or man listening that, um, is in the middle of their health journey right now? Gosh, there's so many things. Picking <laughs> one is just so difficult. I think about, I always relate it back to like, what do I wish someone would have told me, you know, when mm. I was in the heart of it, when I was struggling yeah. and it was really, really, really tough. It kind of piggybacks off of the previous two episodes we've done of just start, you know, just start, start somewhere, start with 
something that you know you can commit to? Is that just drinking more clean water per day? Is that maybe switching some of your non-organic foods to organic foods? Is that finally saying, I'm going to put myself first? Because I hear this a lot from people. If I have a, a husband to take for it, take care of and four kids that I need to take care of. And I feel like junk, but I'm just going to focus on them. You can't serve from an empty cup. So find people in your world. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's people in your world that can give you a good tool and place to start. And if they don't have the answer for you, they probably have a resource of someone who does. Mm -hmm. And I think if someone would have just told me that, way back when it would have changed everything because I felt like I was just searching for this perfect, like point A to point Z, no roadblocks in between plan. And that doesn't exist. You're going to have to find little tidbits from a bunch of people. And if you just start, I have a feeling you'll be able to navigate and find, find the resources you need. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a snowball effect, really. Once you start and you start feeling better and you want to do more, you want to find, you know, more things. And um, yeah, I love that. Mm, So good. All right. I have one last question for you, which is three mini questions. And I know you know what's coming. The Medicine Podcast is all about disease prevention for your body, mind, and relationships. What for you, Emily, feels like medicine for your body currently? As I sit here, this may stay the same answer (laughs) for every podcast, but I'm sitting on Rishi King coffee. And I feel like that will forever be the medicine for my body every single day because I have it every single day. So I'll, I'll stick to my final answer. (laughs) Keeping it consistent. I love it. I, as we had this podcast, I was sipping on my third of the day. And some people ask me sometimes like, Hey, um, how many King coffee can I have? And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I drink it basically all day and my body loves it. Um, that's a wonderful thing about reishi is that you can take it long-term and you don't really have to be like, so concerned about, is this too much? Because it's such a wise, intelligent adaptogen in your body. Right. All right. And what about for your mind? What feels like medicine for you right now for your mind? I have been, people probably see it, taking my Saturday afternoons and Sundays entirely off of work, which I know is so hard for me to do. And I know it's so hard for you to do because we are Enneagram type three, very much achievement, success driven entrepreneurial women. But taking that time off and being around family and friends and my sweet, sweet cows and feeding them graham crackers and my puppies and fishing and hanging by the pool with my family. And last night, my mom and I sat in the sauna and we were joking, like she was playing this like Zen music and we like were peeing our pants in the sauna. Cause she's like, all we need right here in here right now is some wine. We can detox in the sauna, drink wine while we're at it. And that to me is medicine for my mind, being around the people that I love in the country, laughing, sharing stories. Saturday night, I was at my dad's house with friends, no phones. It was just conversation. And same thing Sunday at my stepdad and mom's house, just conversation and laughing together. And that is, and it started with church that morning alongside one of my best friends, Megan, of watching church together and having those conversations of calling each other out. What, what do you need prayer for? How can I be, you know, helping you and praying for you? Mm -hmm. There is no better, no better in my opinion, medicine for your mind than that. Yeah. 
I love that. And that's something that we should not take for granted because the state of the world would have us separating ourselves from others intentionally. And in my opinion, it is my humble opinion that we actually need to resist that and and do the opposite and really lean in to people, to our friends, to our family and stay really closely connected for our mind. Um, So I love that. And last, but definitely not least, what for you currently is medicine for your relationships? Medicine for my relationships. I've been making a very conscious effort to check in on the people in my life who Mm. don't know what they're walking through. And I know that seems like backwards, but there's something really beautiful about serving other people. And when you make that difference in their life, when you just check in on them, it can be as simple as, you know, I'm really close with Cheyenne, her Instagram handles, the biohacking nurse. And, you know, back and forth, just randomly times throughout the week. I hope you have a great day today. I hope you let your mind expand to new opportunities and possibilities. Doing that for other people, it's like, it almost like always ends up coming back to you, but also kind of like people say the best gift is the gift of giving. And it's true. It's so true. So So relationship wise, making a conscious effort, because I know it's hard to actually pour into relationships, whether that, you know, I'm in a season of singleness right now, like that's where God has me, but like friendships, pouring into family and friendships, like it still takes effort. You can't just Mm -hmm. like totally ignore and never reach out to people and expect that plant to grow if you never water it. Yeah. I heard something today right along that just goes perfectly with that. And, um, it was a doctor on a different podcast talking about how he likes, he, he obviously sees the value in gratitude, but he prefers appreciation because appreciation is gratitude squared. You're not only being grateful for someone else, but you're then reaching out to them and telling them, showing them how much you appreciate them. And then what you appreciate appreciates. So instead of me just writing down in my journal, oh, I'm grateful for Emily Morrow. I'm going to write it down and then I'm going to text you and actually say like, oh, I can't wait to talk to you next week. I'm so excited. I hope you have a bomb ass day. Um, I, you know, whatever it is that's on my heart for you or whoever is on my heart, because then not only is it lifting my vibrational energy up, it's now lifting yours up. Whatever's going on with you in your day, you could be having a fantastic day and you're still going to be lifted up by that, right? And so it's this exponential um, kind of effect with right. gratitude. So I love that. Mm. You never know how it's going to impact someone too. No. And sometimes I feel like I've definitely experienced this. I'm sure you have because you're so tapped into energy. Sometimes someone will pop into my mind and I'm like, I haven't thought of this person in literally like two months. But I'm just, I'm just going to reach out to them. I'm just going to you know, be like, hey, I was thinking about you. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you're doing well. And more often than not, I'll get back, oh my gosh, you have no yep. idea how much I needed that. Yep. yep. And it's always on the day they need it most too. It's crazy. Yeah. Like go off that intuition. Yes, absolutely. Love it. Well, we could probably stay on here for another two hours, but I realized that uh, the listener on the other end probably got a lot to um, to kind of mentally chew on here. And hopefully, I hope you guys are taking notes. That should just be a given with any episode that I do with Emily. You're going to want to have a cup of King coffee near you and a notebook and a pen because 
she always brings it. And this time was no different. I know so many of you um, got a lot of value out of this. Please, um, speaking to what we actually talked on, you know, in this podcast, please share this with someone you know and love. Um, don't assume that they know it all. Don't assume that they've heard something like this. Please hit that little arrow button and share it to your story or your mom or your sister, whoever. When you share to your story, tag us, please. Um, and I definitely me because I will see that and enter you immediately in my Friday giveaway as a thank you. This isn't for more downloads. I don't give a shit about that. What I care about is impact. And the more people that hear this, the better. So the, the Friday giveaway is something that I do every single week to praise and to show appreciation for the people that take that extra step to then share this with um, their story. So when you do that, um, I do enter you into my Friday giveaway. And usually it's some mushroom goodies that, um, that people just love. So on that note, we will close it out here. Thank you so much. As always, I know you are a very busy person, um, Emily Morrow, and I am so happy that I get to call you friend and guest and practitioner and all the things. You are an angel, my love. I love you to pieces. You're my fellow mushroom angel, and I will always be your Dr. Phil. Yes. You guys, she just like leaned in so close to the screen. <laughs> really drove that home. Really drove that home. I appreciate it. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here and spending part of your day with us. And uh, we will see you next time on The Medicine. Okay, bye. If you loved this episode and you want more from Chase and I, you gotta check out our Patreon page. This is basically like a VIP room for our listeners. If you go to patreon.com slash the medicine, remember there's no E on the end, and you become one of our patrons, you'll get to experience things like raw, unfiltered podcast episodes that no one else hears, videos from Chase and I under the red hat, and you can even have input on guests, topics, and future products we put out. We are super stoked to connect with you inside and have you as a part of the medicine. Check it out at patreon.com slash the medicine and also linked in the show notes. Cheers and love.